Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Exhale, bud. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Faking Movies. This is episode 210 plus 8. Oh. Uh, why would you say it that way? <laughs> what weird there for a Panic. I'm Lee. What's up? Not much. We are Good, on. I'm so glad you answered. We're on. I panicked again. Yeah, <laughs> we're, I'm, we're I'm on ep, ep two of the uh, two ep record, and this is by far the soberest we've ever been for any of these. So. Yeah, I've been true. nursing a single a single beer. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm on. Remarkable. I'm on number two now, so that's not that much. Same. Um, yep. Also mm-hmm. on the deuce. Yep. Oh. So you guys are getting us at our finest. Uh, no. <laughs> I've heard yeah. from our very small listener base. Oh man, you did that episode sober. I could tell it wasn't as funny as usual. Wow, uh, that is right. the so, exact opposite of the thing. Yeah, I thought so everyone we need thought to, about these. <laughs> I mean, so we need to slam some right now. Oh mm-hmm. god, I can't even listen to the ones where I'm real drunk because I'm like, that is like truly when you do drunk shit and you're like, well, at least I don't remember a lot of it. And then when there's fucking like oh, evidence, vocal, yeah, actual uh-huh. like mm-hmm. evidence, yeah, ugh, it's the worst. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so uh, basically. I'm going to say this thing right now because I have no excuse to forget it because I'm so sober. <laughs> Check out our Twitter because uh, it's at Faking Movies and Mariel uh, runs it and does such a great job. And I forgot to mention it in our Halloween episode that we just Ooh, recorded. Oh, well, no. Yeah. It was a weird one. It's tough. Yeah. But we do love Mariel very deeply. Yeah. Um, so any of you, by the way, any new lis- listeners joining us after listening to Flayboys, that's not our normal format <laughs> for the show. New so listeners. So you're going to get yeah, a little right. bit of a... <laughs> Four years in. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a little bit of a different kind of vibe this time around. Sure, sure. Um, yep. Um, yep. Yep. A right. more standard vibe, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's slightly more structured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barely. Nominally. Hey, so what's what's up what's up you guys got what's anybody got any cool plans coming up no uh i'm i'm uh going this weekend to a tour of italy at at my good friend lee's house where (laughs) we're gonna recreate the olive garden i have to buy like chianti bottles and you know like (laughs) like that shitty shitty like corn husk thing Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i gotta buy some of those so i can make some candles um have you guys ever actually had chianti i feel like i haven't Maybe i like it's fine i i okay. actually quite like chianti because it's it's just a, it's like a full-bodied red yeah i, I, I okay. buy it for cooking and then you drink the rest of it yeah oh, i i there right. was a chianti that i really liked and i honestly can't remember the name but i used to drink well, it, it doesn't matter unless it came in a basket set so. well, it's true it, I, it didn't yeah. because it was a good quality chianti. i was gonna say paradoxically so. <laughs> those are the ones you want to buy and also the ones you should not buy i assume yeah, yeah uh-huh. for real mm-hmm. Much like, much like a the the jug that you can just like sort of hook your yep. pinky on and, and elbow it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was uh, the the place that Lee and other friends of the podcast are from. Uh, there are many people that make their own wine there, and I've never seen a thing that made me understand the situation faster than a used 
bottle or jug of gallo wine that someone had then put their own bootleg homemade wine into and was just acting like that was a totally normal thing and this like happens all the time and i was just like and also a lot of those people make labels in paint Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm sorry not even paint but clip art sure uh, oh yeah yeah mine mine is gonna have a shark on it I swear. Oh, that's pretty that's in keeping fine. with the general aesthetic. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a shark eating a hockey stick. No, that's no. That's, they that's did just that one. San Jose Sharks. They did that one. Yeah. All right, so it's gonna be a manta ray eating oh. a <gasps> hockey stick. A baseball bat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, damn. That's just Tampa Bay. I really uh, like the letters N and Y. I'm just gonna put those. In so here's my question for you, Seth, about the tour of Italy. Uh-huh. Obviously, when you're here, you're family. Quite. Um, so when you're not, be... fuck you? Is that the implication? I think that's what they're implying. At the okay. yeah. Should this be a costume? Should it be a costume component? Oh, my. <laughs> Jesus, what? In what direction? I'm, yeah, like track you... suits, I guess. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Um, I, I can do some Russian stuff. We have track suits, but... Well... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, thing is, I don't have any of that stuff, so I can't. It's a good excuse but to buy you one. To. You got, you got like yeah, one day left. We can you go can to really a vintage store that. tomorrow. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't have any work. <laughs> We're probably like a target. I do honestly. all day, but you know. I mean, so. I, I technically do, but I don't. So, I guess <laughs> right, I'm not salaried like you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oof a boof. Tour of Italy, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm making a lasagna. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to bags for leftovers. Mm-hmm. I think I was saying this before. Like, I'm glad that you guys are making the food and not getting Olive Garden, so there'll be less diarrhea. But like, I can't wait to experience virtually the coma that everyone's in. Like, oh, five yeah. minutes into no, this, it's going to be rough. virtual diarrhea. Sounds like something from that one Hellraiser sequel with the MMO. Oh, oh I was going to say yeah. like the shitty Jamiroquai B side, but yeah, or <laughs> <laughs> or Lawnmower Man. <laughs> oh, mm, sure. Okay. So well, regardless, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Jesus will weep this weekend. Oh, as, no doubt. <laughs> as as my body, Jesus will weep marinara sauce. <laughs> Jesus and buttholes yeah. will weep this weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm making a nice marinara hey. for uh, mm-hmm. for the chicken parm and the eggplant parm, and I'm gonna make a nice tiramisu for the eating. Oh, I'm you making picked, the you the labor intensive one. Well, I guess lasagna is also quite labor yeah, intensive. Yeah, I, I was looking up tiramisu. None of them are terribly labor intensive. Yeah. None of the components. Well, you got to make like the whipped stuff but then yeah you just kind of smash it all together so yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's just layering i'm debating on making my own lady fingers i oh, think okay. i may end up needing Ooh. to because i don't want to travel around to find some you know mm, fair, fair. No, that's, that's also a fun adventure i used yeah. to like i remember because i i used to make trifle a lot like british style mm-hmm. trifle and you need lady fingers for that and i used to be able to get yep. them with with reasonable frequency but that was before i moved that's when right. I still lived in civilization, so I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> now it's Seth. funny that we moved to like. I mean, you lived in a metropolis already. It's funny that I moved to a metropolis and my grocery store options are, are worse. Far more <laughs> it's <Yeah>. it's <laughs> baffling. Yeah. It's baffling. Not to mention the place we live specifically, but holy shit, the grocery stores are shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because the demo. Uh, if there's not demand, then you know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. 
Uh, Seth, are you going to do the Ragut Lazogd, or are you doing the Bechamel? I was wondering, are you doing a Bechamel? Because Bechamel is so hot online right now. Well, so it is. I said that exact same thing yeah, to him. It's wild. <laughs> and he didn't respond to my question well, at all, well, so I'm glad you picked I've it up. I've never okay. made a Bechamel Lazogd before. They look decadent. I mean, not, I'm, I'm, I'm sure this they This is do. what me and my partner made for Christmas dinner last year. Uh, okay. And I will, my one caution, if you decide to go that uh-huh. route is at least the recipe we use, and I think it was the hot New York Times one at the time, mm. it needed less bechamel, more sauce. It was, ve- it yeah, was yeah. very Yeah, well, I was, yeah. I was... Too gooey. Um, well, I'm making my own Lazag sheets. Um, oh, my. And, well, because it's... Making my own Zag sheets. It's... it's, <laughs> it's like, Downtown. To be honest, in, in the <laughs> realm of pasta making, making Lazag sheets is the easiest... God damn! Yeah, that's what you have to do. Is you just roll it yeah. once. Yeah, you just make pasta and stop earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I don't have to cut this shit. Great. So, yeah. so I'm making some zag sheets. Um, do you need uh, any, any double O flour? Work. I've got a bunch of double O flour. Well, I just ordered it and it arrived today. So, um, hey. I ordered all some, around. Uh, and uh, then I was gonna make like a a ragu with lentils instead of beef. Oh. Um, yeah, I have a mushroom ragu recipe that I like too. I prefer lentils uh, over mushroom because, like, I don't necessarily need that extra texture. Like, I don't. Sure. Mm, I'm not a big. I'm not a big shroom fan, actually. Have Have we talked about this entirely too long? I feel like we might have. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like thinking now. Now that we're into lentils and shit, I was like, hang on. <laughs> well, I, I this kind of it's in the spirit of Flay Boys. Yeah, you know? this is definitely sure. someone's personal hell. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy and the pain for pleasure. Also, yeah. someone's mm-hmm. personal pleasure. Ah. Your own personal. Yikes. Pizza. Do you think Pizza Hut ever licensed Personal Jesus? No. Commercial? You know, I doubt it. <laughs> maybe maybe but in Russia. In hindsight. But... Yeah. Or Korea. Uh, the two oh, places sure. I've eaten. Someone to stretch your Pizza cheese. Yeah. Someone to please. <laughs> mm. Gross. Oh, my and then they fuck the pizza. I don't know. Have you ever seen the music video? It's They're in a brothel. <laughs> they fuck the pizza. It's like an old West brothel. <laughs> Did you quit on the sentence, they fuck the pizza? <laughs> they fuck the pizza. You get it. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very basic storytelling. I mean, come on. Yeah, this, is, this is really the hero of a thousand faces. Uh-huh. Oh, Speaking of which. No, been- no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so you have the origin, you have the call no, to action, even... you have the fuck my the pizza. On, yeah. My partner put on some random episode of Gilmore Girls the other day because didn't look, didn't feel like looking for something to watch. Sure, sure. And it was okay. the one where they go to spring break, and Rory in Paris's idea of a fun spring break is watching um, the Joseph Campbell like eight part um, PBS interview series. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, what's it called? Um, anyway, in, in their motel room while everyone parties around them. Now, I was going to say, in my mid-30s, that does sound like a cool spring break, but not for, you know, teens, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know. I read that book in college. I feel like I got all I needed to get out of Joseph Campbell. Okay. He's a smart guy. He's a smart cookie, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's useful, but I don't think I ever need to read it again, so... 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need a bunch of Jungian archetypes mm-hmm. dancing in my free time these days. Like, yeah. yeah, unless it's it's Brian David Gilbert, and then, you know. I was just thinking oh, about his, well. yeah, his Kingdom Hearts archetypes. <laughs> yeah, that video is, if you haven't seen it, people, it's, look up. It's goddamn amazing. <laughs> Brian David Gilbert, Kingdom Hearts. It is insane. And then watch the rest of them, because yeah. you should. It's all, it's, it's all yeah. very good. Yep. Anyway, uh, what the fuck are we doing? Now that we've talked about funny people, let's do our thing. <laughs> hey. yep. mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Lee is mm-hmm. faking a movie, right? That's what we're doing? I am. Yeah, you Lee is faking so? a movie this week. Yeah. Uh, go, right, uh, take it away. Yeah, uh, I'm faking a movie that you guys gave me. It's called The Trouble with Bliss. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll mm-hmm. give you a little background for the listeners. Uh, if you don't remember from a couple episodes ago, um, when... I may, this may have happened on Mike, but when they told me the name of the movie I would be faking this I week, think it I immediately knew. I, this, yeah. I immediately knew what I was going to do. Yep. Uh, no hesitation, which led to me not actually writing it. Yeah. So I'm just going to. Oh, <laughs> this off is the dome. This off Perfect. the dome. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm just going to dome it. <laughs> Love it. Um, I have a couple little bullet points. Um, okay. So I do need to give a little background. Um, I did think briefly after I committed myself to that idea. Maybe I should do something else. Uh, and I thought about maybe a yeah, horror movie I mean, or something. You, 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 you can just lie, right? Like, you don't. Right. You didn't actually That's tell true. us any details. You can just do whatever the fuck you wanted. But but I didn't I didn't do that. But okay. And it's mostly because the other idea I came up with is, like, maybe, like, a horror movie or something about a drug. And then I remembered that um, I watched a horror movie called Bliss about a drug that turns someone into, Listen, into a vampire. Everything's <laughs> recycled. I think that's fair yeah. game. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it was okay. George Went is in it. Oh, George <laughs> Went. And that's the notable from, part of that movie? It's oh. not from the past. It's from, like, last year. Oh, um, how norm. <laughs> I think maybe he's, like, related to the director or something. Uh, but, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. So, um... Here's what I actually went with, and this was the idea I had initially. Do, um, okay. do you have cast? Before oh yeah, I do. I do, and I'll, I'll oh, get to do. it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll get to it. Got it. Um, this requires a little background. Um, are you guys you guys familiar with the the canonical young teen show Saved by the Bell? Yeah, bud. Not, I mean, happened. not really, but like I I'm aware of it in the zeitgeist, but no, I never watched it. Sure. Wow. It, uh, okay. But you know that it exists. It, it, it was decadent Western propaganda, so of course I didn't. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah, in that case, Zach, are you are you familiar that Saved by the Bell was the retooled version of another show? No, I was not. Okay. Um, and hold this... on one second, because I forget the exact name. Oh. I thought we were already in the show. fiction of your movie. I thought you were just like fucking with. No, me. this is a real thing, apparently. <laughs> Wow. No, uh, yeah, so the original name of the show was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Interesting. And Hmm. it starred Haley Mills of the Parent Trap fame. Oh, yeah, sure. As a teacher named Miss Bliss that takes place in Indianapolis. It's just Welcome Back, Cotter? Mm. Like, what? No, so (laughs) they they did this for a season, and there were a few crossover characters that they brought from miss bliss into saved by the bell oh. characters and actors or just characters characters and actors wow oh boy i um, hope they don't have infinitely an intrigued. indianapolis accent jeez well that'd be really so... abrasive to hear on mic forever <laughs> mm-hmm. with that in with that in mind i will tell you the cast by way of telling you the characters mm. that okay are in. Yeah. wow 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 i hate this. okay so <laughs> 
the cast you gave me was Michael C. Hall, mm-hmm. who will be playing the role of Zach Morris. Obviously, yes. <laughs> because he was one of the characters that carried over from Good yep. Morning, Miss yeah, Bliss to Saved by the Bell. He's the main character, arguably. He is the main character. Oh, somebody moving from Indiana to, I assume, California? Ugh. It is in California mm-hmm. where they moved. They never mentioned that it happened. They just, the season two is just a new show. I mean, as a person but... who changed high schools a bunch, like, yeah, no, I didn't mention it either. It just happens. <laughs> sure. So... You also gave me Peter Fonda, uh, mm-hmm. who will be playing Mr. Belding. Yeah, the principal. Match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, is he going to have a weird career where he goes to like strip clubs later on when he stops acting? Because <laughs> was that Peter Fonda's whole deal? No, it was Mr. Belding's whole deal for a long time when we were in college. <laughs> no. He was he would be at like wet t-shirt contests and shit, and it was the saddest thing in the universe. I don't like that. At no, all. yuckers, yeah. yuckers. Um, Okay, you also gave me Lucy Liu, who I'm going to put in the role of Miss Bliss. Oh, I was hoping for Kelly. Okay, sure. <laughs> she was not in the original. Go figure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she only got added for Saved by the Well. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie Larson is the next person you gave me, and she is going to be playing the role of Lisa. Fuck yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Lisa was also in the original show. Yep, yep, yep. And then you gave me someone named Brad William Hanke, mm-hmm. who I assumed was the real name of some musician and you guys were goof casting me like it's we that, do to each no, other. No, it so turns out Wilco, that yeah. you guys gave me this guy like a couple weeks ago. So yeah, that's hmm. that's why we added him because he, he was a repeat. He's around I have no a memory ton. of this place. He, he's in The Stand most recently. He was in like a Palinic movie. He's yeah. he's around what, a lot. Yeah. What Seth movie was he in? Oh, jeez, man. That's oh, a great no. question. He's a, that guy. He just, you kind of can not notice him a lot of the time, so I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's going to play Screech. Oh, Screech was in there right, too? Sure. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just to be clear, the characters that carried over were Zach, Belding, Lisa, and Screech. Weird. So Zach didn't have a love interest, or was Lisa the love interest in the original one? I don't know, dude. I didn't like. Fuck, read you didn't up like on... watch the whole season of this obscure show. No, I didn't watch all thirteen episodes God of the show damn. that they canceled, but decided those kids just pop. Like <laughs> that. Uh, what's Zach Morris? Is it Mark Paul Gossler? He's really going places. We gotta find a vehicle for him. Oof. Apparently, there, there's a sequel series out now to Save by the Bell, and he plays the governor of California. Is it called Franklin and Bash? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> that was good. That yeah, was real good. Well, solid. I, I guarantee you, Brooke and Meyer had at least a two episode arc on Saved by the Bell at some point, so it's perfect. Yeah, solid, an extra in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be a little blah because I didn't put a lot of effort into it. Dominant. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going to take place in Indianapolis in the original high school from the Miss Bliss TV show. I really okay. hope um, that you mention indianapolis landmarks because if you don't (laughs) i'm gonna call you seth will know (laughs) yeah i i'm not gonna okay well what what are they there's like the colt stadium and the rca dome yeah that's all i got Uh, that's it that's the the tallest building in indianapolis the lucas oil (laughs) stadium yeah fountain yeah fountain uh, square you have the ncaa hall of fame uh oh. you have the idol George museum of native art uh you wow. have uh i mean i i mean i can keep going if you want no, I think like, wow yeah. indianapolis <laughs> sounds like a great place to visit it it, it isn't actually <laughs> yeah. but like <laughs> it's a great place to drive through I bet. yeah I, other 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 than, other than the <laughs> idol George, all of those places suck <laughs> yep yep <laughs> all right 
So we're at the original high school, mm-hmm. and as the movie starts off, it's going to be like pretty normal high school shenanigans. Like it's it's Seth won't understand this, but <laughs> Zach and Lisa and Screech are going to be there, like the characters. Wait, our, the characters our Zach or your Zach? My Zach, oh. movie Zach. Yeah, they're going to be roughly the characters that we have come to be used to, sure. um, and they're going to be current age playing children. So just because that's more fun. Current current age, like in their fifties. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dustin Diamond is dead, so <laughs> that's well, he's not in it. He's not oh, in it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Brad. Okay, dude. Got yeah, it, got, it, got it. And Michael C. Hall is going to play Zach Morris. Yeah, yeah. It's not as charismatic, but okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but like he is as psychopathic. He played Dexter. Very demonstrably, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So normal like kid stuff, Zach's acting up, it's all fun, you know, blah blah blah. Yep, yep. <laughs> they leave class. <laughs> Zach and... fart noise is always acting up. <laughs> you know it. They leave class and uh, you know, Zach turns the corner and, you know, I'll catch up with you guys later. And uh Belding is standing there and he says some innocuous word to him like, you know, like Roadrunner. And Zach kind of like stops dead. It's his activation. This is an MK Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Manchurian candidate. Awesome. (laughs) Because as Zach, as our friend on, boy, this is really going to be troublesome. As, (laughs) as my co-host knows, on the TV show, Zach Morris can stop time. He can do, because it's just, and it's a story. He does have superpowers that weren't really acknowledged and then are in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. Well, in my version, he has superpowers that are, exist because the government has been experimenting on him. And Belding isn't really a high school principal. He's like the... He's the a handler. handler. Yeah. He's the handler. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So we get this like view of like, oh, that's why Zach has the superpowers. Fun. It's because he's the ultimate government weapon. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, here's me not even bothering to come up with the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie <laughs> involves him like... We can see he has this like tension between being a normal kid and being a government super weapon. Mm-hmm. And Miss um, Bliss is like a real invested teacher. And she decides, I got to like, I'm going to help this kid. He's got so much potential, but there's clearly something going on in this guy's home life or something. Okay. And that's when she discovers what's actually going on. And blah, blah, all kinds of shenanigans. She tries to like help him escape building and all this stuff, you know. Sure. Anyway, Miss um, Bliss thinks he can have a normal life, and she's like, "There's the scene where like all shit's coming down, and the school is on fire, and there's dead people everywhere, and she's got, you know, her hands on shoulders, like, we can, we can do this. You don't have to listen. You can, you can be your own person. And you think he's gonna go along with her, and then he just smiles at her and says his own activation word, and then. Oh God. He uses his mind power to like explode her or gonna, something. I thought he was gonna snap her neck. Yours is way better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. He uses mind power to explode her. Then Belding shows up and he's all nervous and shit. And he's like, "How are we gonna cover this up?" And Zach is like, "Leave it to me. It's all right." And then the Saved by the Bell theme song kicks in. Because <laughs> oh I'm Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yep, and yep. you see him like use his crazy mind powers to like deconstruct the building and like oh, brainwash wow. a bunch of people. And then the next scene, they're in California, and um, Lisa and Screech came with him because, as we've established through the movie, okay. it's not just that they're friends, he views them as his pets. 
Oh, well, that, mm-hmm. that works for sociopath Zach Morris yeah, uh-huh. in general. And, and his relationship with Screech in Saved by the Bell. That's, Literal pet, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the reason why they don't remember is he has brainwashed them. Sure, only, sure. like, you know, basically... We're going to imply that he like essentially long like remotely lobotomizes half the population of Indiana, so they don't remember <laughs> okay. what yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't go quite so far with them. And Lisa, like, kind of, you can tell that she like it kind of broke her to the point where she had to just recreate her whole psyche. And she's like mm-hmm. totally normal, move like I'm I'm going to be a cool overachieving kid. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, but Screech, we can tell. It drove him crazy in a way that he can't let go of. And that's why Screech is so fucked up through the yep, whole yep, series. Yep. Okay, um, okay. And, you know, uh, Zach walks in and he sees all the new characters and he's like, yeah, this will do. And, like, <laughs> stops time and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I was going to ask where this happens in time. And, wow, I can't believe you bridged these two things together. That's incredible. This is the bridge that they never bothered to make yeah, between yeah, yeah. season one and season two. A movie truly for, well, not Seth, clearly. Uh, it's for, <laughs> I think a lot of people in our generation would be in this. Oh, I think I've seen every Saved by the Bell episode, including the college years, many, many times. This yeah. might be a bridge too far. Um, mm. not do you a, think not it would take you to Terabithia, though? Oh, mm. we did a bunch, yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, well, I might be under the bridge. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. You've been making a lot of those jokes lately. Yeah, we were in a car together for a while, so... Uh, <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Well, it came up on the radio twice in those 20 minutes, so... That, that song, the radio that song wasn't can, on! That song makes time feel very much longer than it actually <laughs> yeah, is. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's very niche, but goddamn, I love the like tonal shift and the... Like, sort of acknowledging the universe and then doing a different thing with it. and Yeah, that's really fun. I do like okay. how dark it was, so. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, the trouble with Bliss is that uh, it's a challenge to the reality that Zach Morris wants. Right, of course. Because mm-hmm. he wants the power. I feel like oh, yeah. this was Clearly. a Justice League episode from the cartoon Justice League. Oh, is it the one where they, like, end up in the Justice Society timeline? Yeah, and, like, yeah. that kid is, like, remaking the entire universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Oh. I, 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 I get it. Zach Morris just has crazy mind powers and has to get beaten up by the Flash. Like, it's cool. <laughs> that would be... I would watch that. Yeah, for sure. I would absolutely yeah. watch. It's like, the Flash is so fast that even when Zach stops time, it turns out he doesn't... What we learn is that he doesn't actually stop time. Time just starts to move incredibly slowly. So the Flash's ability to tap into the speed force and run beyond human comprehension is actually just him moving at normal speed when Zach has stopped time. Okay, okay. And we have, like... So you get like I love this. this. I love this idea. The franchise crossovers are incredible. Yeah, but then the thing is, like, you think, oh, the Flash is going to win. The Flash isn't strong. No, he's just quick. So now we have to watch him be resourceful. Yeah, and And Zach can't risk turning time back on because then the Flash just runs circles around him. Certainly, and they're trapped in this like time stop thing while no one else's life goes on, but theirs does. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's something. Oof, boof, Let's boof. add that. We're going to yeah. add that as a post. Uh, that's movie movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. That, uh, it bumps you up for me, so it's good. Sure. Oh, nice. Sure, sure. Uh, wowzers. Okay. Well, uh, shifting gears immensely. Because um, <laughs> this movie was interminable. Yeah, um, it's a lot. Seth, you got that? I'm debating. I sure do. <laughs> okay. So this is a 2011 film. Uh, yep. 
The Trouble with Bliss. Um, Jeez, all right. A guy in his mid-30s watches his life comically... Watches as his life comically unravels after he enters into a relationship with the daughter of a former high school classmate. Covers mm. very little of this movie. So and Peter also Peter kind of dates no. uh, Brie Larson? No. no. Oh, jeez. De- Dexter. Dexter dates Brie Larson. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's Michael C. Hall dating Brie Larson. It's, um... Yep. Mm. But, like, I feel like that that's like a weird tangential line. Like it has nothing really. All right. Maybe it does. The, I don't this know. This movie is very, it's trying to be very irreverent in like a kind of garden statey way. And so mm-hmm. I think they, yeah, there's, it's hard to pin down the rest of the movie because it's so stupid. I have, a, I have no, a, like a movie where the entire motivation is an older man whose lust for life is brought back by a younger woman. Oh, well, no. it's not even really that, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. No. All right, I, I like have that's a... that's definitely part of it. Like I feel like that's yeah. in there, but yeah. Uh, All right, I have a. This movie sounds bad. It is. Uh, yeah, I have a brief briefish summary. Uh, Dexter is thirty-five, unemployed, lives at home, uh-huh. just mooches shit off of his father, who is Peter Fonda. Um, yep. He meets Brie Larson, who is allegedly eighteen, uh, in a record store, and she picks him up. Yeah. Uh, they fuck in his childhood bed. This is the like first seven minutes ghost of the movie. world. A little bit. She is the aggressor for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's really like no aggressor in Ghost World. It's all about yeah. sadness. But yeah, yeah, yeah very explicitly. Uh, he knows that the age gap is already rough, uh, but then he abruptly finds out that she's the daughter of one of his high school friends. This is Brad William Henke. Oh um, right. He's a big old dude too. So obviously the implications of like, oh, he's gonna stop oh, him to beat me up. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that comes up a couple of times where like just meeting me- meeting the dude on the street. He's like, or the dude is like, or Henke rather is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stomp your brains out, bro. Yep. And then it's like friendly, and then it turns out to be sinister later. But you know. yep. Mm. Um, Brie Larson is extremely aloof, uh, and like the perfect stereotype of this person is going to be trouble, but somehow the main character is drawn to them. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously we all know where this is going, but the main character can't help himself. It's like, ah, fun. Mm -hmm. So, um, apropos of literally nothing, he runs into his neighbor, Lucy Liu, uh, one day and she finds him uh, inexplicably, wait, one day and she finds him inexplicably irresistible as well. Yeah. She's drawn to him. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah baffling that Everyone anyone this finds this this uh this jobless you know uh uh a prospectless dude yeah. in any way attractive he's not even charismatic my, like he's, he's one of my boring. high school acquaintances uh, would have referred to this as having the cock lure <laughs> i don't even think that's true to be honest I, I oh, think it's just a certain genesis qua. Yeah, it is that. But like looking at him and experiencing his character, he doesn't have that. He's like, it's like real. <laughs> like he's just awkward. Yeah, he yep. just he happens just to be the dude that is in the vicinity at the time. Yeah. It huh. might be that. Uh, honestly, they're they're both chance meetings, and I think it is kind of just like, well, that's a guy. Okay. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. she laments her dead marriage. Uh, he helps her out with one of her focus groups because she's like in marketing or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes on to him, but they're sort of like found out and nothing really happens. Um, so, uh, yeah, unclear. Uh, he then this is this her... is while uh, Dexter is dating theoretically uh, sure. uh, Brie Larson, but Lucy mm-hmm. Liu is like yeah. this 
woman, this other woman sort of situation. In the building, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then runs into Brad, who is, of course, Bree's dad, as we mentioned, uh, and obviously is uh, massively uncomfortable at this like uh, reunion between high school friends, knowing what he now knows. Um, for no reason whatsoever, they do a stakeout at one of Brad's properties to rid it of squatters one night, and they bond over old high school memories. So now he's in like both sides of this thing, and it's kind of weird. Yeah. So now everything is just coming up Dexter. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But you, My... the, 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 the kinetic energy is rising. Like, you know something's going to break, right? So. Yeah. So, yeah. Michael C. Hall is like now buddy-buddy with this dude again, and also is fucking his daughter. Yeah. Who is in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, inexplicably, we also meet Chris Messina of, um, Oh, what's my favorite fan? Chris. <laughs> He's mm. in a, uh, Mindy project and yeah. various other things. Yeah. Sharp objects. Sure. Oh yeah. He is in sharp yeah. objects. Yeah. He can play like uh, funny guy. A cameo in, or... uh, and you've got mail. Oh really? I guess it's not really a cameo. It's more just, it was like his first role. Yeah. I was going to say he had to have been a child. Yeah. Well. Um, so we meet him. He's another old high school friend, and he is the Julian weirdest dude. Julia, he's in that too. He is, yeah. Oh, sure enough, yeah. Uh, he's the weirdest dude in the world. He's like you. He's, he's the absolute he's, pinnacle of like nothing makes sense in this movie. He's, he's also just, a pathological liar, right? He is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's it, constantly yeah. telling tall tales and like, oh, you know, yeah. I just got back from Borneo and I uh, right. solved malaria there or whatever. Yep. Like yep. he's saying, I just got done recording an album about Winnie the Pooh with Kenny Loggins. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so that joke was for everyone's parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, eventually Dexter effectively breaks up with Bree, knowing that, like, this cannot go on. Brad, mm-hmm. unfortunately, finds out anyway, and he punches him right in the face, uh, so that whole thing is kind of over. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy reconciles with her husband, uh, citing their non-affair as the thing that, like, brought them back together, even though nothing happened whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris hooks up with Dexter's other neighbor, who he meets by happenstance waiting for Dexter the one day. Um, she incidentally was play acting one of the squatters at the property thing that they did the stakeout at it's so baffling don't like i see your eyes rich but it's it's nuts yeah um it it mostly goes unexplained as like why she was doing this or what her she comes in late and nothing happens it's yeah yeah. so this woman was pretending to be a squatter no i understood that well no but like i didn't (laughs) it, it, it gets crazier yeah um so she's incredibly inexplicably rich her father owns the building that they all live in apparently um and he's roping chris messina into the family sex trafficking business that's right sex trafficking business yeah 2011 here we are um he's extremely psyched about this prospect he's like oh, i'm gonna make so much money it's gonna be dope as shit and uh, dexter's being who he is is just kind of like okay sure yeah yeah sex trafficking slash like distribute like disrupting uh 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 like foreign governments yeah because that's another part of it it's some kind of cabal yeah okay some illuminati thing it's the most confusing um, so before he goes to start this new thing, Chris gives Dexter some much needed money, uh, cause Dexter is perennially poor. Uh, and he explains, um, we think, although it's not super clear, Seth and I both, we talked a lot about this. It's baffling, um, that all of the events in the movie were a huge ruse for apparently like a local newspaper article. 
Like he mm-hmm. hands him a newspaper and he's like, everything is not what it seems. And he reads it. And it's just everything that happened to him in the last like two weeks. And I guess Brie Larson was intended to be the author of this. I'm not, I honestly don't know it. They, yeah. Yeah. And then it's supposed to be like, nothing is real. And so just live your life and it doesn't matter. It's, I guess it's a mess. Um, yeah. But but like the 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 whole the whole like frame narrative is that Michael C. Hall is you know a thirty five year old who's living with his father who is mm-hmm. Peter Fonda, mm-hmm. and like refuses to actually live anywhere like refuses to live because he's like always taking care of his like uh, his 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 dad who also hates him yeah um yeah. and is like. He has he has all these maps on his walls in his weird bedroom where he has like marked out places that he've read about that he wants to go to, but has never actually been to. And, you know, Brie uh-huh. Larson is like, oh, have you ever been to, you know, Greece or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, of course not. Here's here's a reference to it. Um, yep. Have you ever been to to Granada? Oh, no, but here's some some Hemingway. Uh, have yeah. you ever been to like X, X, X? And it just keeps going. That's that's like 10 minutes of the movie. He's a uh, he's a failure to launch person. He's just like he, yes, he, precisely. He fa- he fancies himself like uh you know an adult and also sort of a cultured in some capacity, but he's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of those things. Precisely. Right. Got it. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So at at the end, uh, he goes back to Peter Fonda after this, I guess, realization. Still unclear what that was. Um. And I guess he has money, and he did some of the chores that Peter was asking him to do, and like he shows his first like actual adulthood features. At thirty five. Yeah, and so Peter uh, then goes and gets a box of his mom's stuff, who has died much longer in the past. Yeah, um, and when he was like, twelve. Hey. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Hey, they do like the bonding thing." He's like, "All right, now that you're like, are you've showed one hour's worth of adulthood? Like, now let's actually bond and become father and son and like do the thing." Mm-hmm. So he, they do ish, and then uh, Dexter, I guess, is struck with this like, "I should live my life," and so he buys tickets to greece and he's gonna go to greece and like do the things that he always had planned on doing and i think that's intended to be a happy ending unclear none of this makes any fucking sense <laughs> it sounds dumb it's the stupidest yeah this movie is yeah. this movie is um it's on tubi uh it is on tubi that's where i we, watched it we unfortunately both had to consume this via tubi where you can watch a movie for a time and then there's fucking ads that are really goddamn loud <laughs> Yeah. um <laughs> this this movie is extremely twee uh mm-hmm. well well mm, okay so i think i i think i said this to you zach like none of the characters talk like humans talk mm-hmm. it's all yeah. this like this performative like intellectualism yes. like like pretentious thing I, I don't know if you said it or if I imagined that you said it, but I, the, the thing that I was thinking either way is uh, it's like a high schooler writing in a creative writing class and they think that they know how people talk, but they're 17, so they don't. And so they're just making mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I, I think I said they were 14 year olds on Tumblr who think that this is how adults talk and wrote a script. Um, Got it. Uh, but, but the sanitized version of Tumblr. So like after they banned all the porn, (laughs) 
So like it's <laughs> no it's, furry porn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's so it's so it's it's extremely sanitized, but also like very highfalutin. And mm-hmm. and you know, like this is this is a reasonably early role for Brie Larson, and this is kind of what yeah. she was doing at the time. She did this like yeah. quirky, like I'm 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 this quirky, precocious, pretentious creature she was breaking out from being a an attempted pop star too at the time yeah right i think that was the thing is she she was like she's very traditionally attractive but was like i could be the like cool girl in high school and everybody's like i don't think so i think you're just like the cheerleader like yeah yeah it's not very convincing yeah Yeah. so like it it's it's this movie is like people walking around with a thesaurus. Uh, yes. yes. I, so the thing that I wrote at the end was, uh, it's like the writer saw early Wes Anderson movies and every Woody Allen movie and just went like, I can do that. I can definitely yeah, do that. Yeah, no, it's, re- <laughs> it's got real Bottle Rocket vibes. Yeah. Mm. Hardcore. Yeah. I don't love Bottle Rocket. Yeah, no. uh, nobody no. does. <laughs> it's it's friend of the show, Jared's his favorite movie from Wes Anderson. Oh, no. Oh. Wrong. That's there's so sorry, many <laughs> sorry. Like I, I would think... put Bottle Rocket under Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> I think he also loves that one. Ugh. I mean, it's fine. Oh Christ! I, All right. I think, uh, guys, I don't. Rushmore. I'm gonna Rushmore see the new Wes Anderson movie. With, but um, yeah, Rushmore? we talked about Rushmore on here. Uh, I also yeah, that. problem. Not gonna see the I, new Wes, really. I don't know. I, it does I, look. It, it's the same recycled bullshit. Over I mean, over. I yeah. I enjoy some of them quite a bit. So, I I do yeah. I did I, I haven't revisited any in a long in several years um, yeah. you know and I enjoyed Grand Budapest just fine but like yeah, I, I I have new appreciation for uh, whatever that fucking train movie is Dejurling yeah, yeah that's I, I think it's pretty fun because yeah. because like I I like the family dynamic and like having to deal with that sort of thing that's um, I, I think Tenenbaums very... Tenenbaums is my favorite Tenenbaums of course yeah. right yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible for yeah. sure um, <laughs> Dejurling is very um, it's dark it's heightened yeah mm. um, yeah he he does sort of become a caricature of himself as he gets mm-hmm. older. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the like the vibe of that movie not so much the movie itself yeah so, I I, I I get that, and I I would probably agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, jeez, um, this. I so... guess since we're not talking about the actual movie, well, let's, maybe I, we should move on. I have to... a few. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. notably, the actual writer and director of this movie, his name is Michael Knowles. Um, he has stopped doing anything Hollywood in 2014, so mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. years after this. Uh, didn't really do anything of note. I think this is by far his most like famous thing which is not famous at all um and i tried to find more information on him because i was just curious like what's your deal mm-hmm. he appears to teach karate and women's defense classes since 2014 it is huh. all over his industry facebook page where like the bio is like i'm a producer and a director and a writer and then all of the videos for many years is just like him doing cool karate shit which like yeah. Wow. So this was I, this was based ugh. off of a novel, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by a guy named Douglas Light. Uh, okay. Who? A little bit of light reading. <laughs> well, yeah. This was a short story, actually, um, called uh, "East Fifth Bliss." Um, but like, th- this was in in so this 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 movie came out in 2012 or 2011. Yeah. The book was clearly written in 2010, or rather it was published in 2010, maybe early 2011. And, but like, it was like, he was like the new upcoming author. Like, 
like he was published in like uh david dave david eggers and zadie smith's like little little uh uh indie indie publication yeah. right mm-hmm. I can like totally see like that. he was a he was a short story writer he was the up-and-coming short story writer so this was like i gotta get on this guy i gotta strap my rocket to this guy precisely yeah. like so he he like i mean he he wasn't even in he wasn't in grad school he was like had had already graduated from from new york uh from i think nyc um he's he was a oh, writer hard knocks from the streets <laughs> sure um but but like so he was like he was he was he was this 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 prime yeah. great short story writer and you know what i think that this is a weird shitty story about a predatory older oh, yeah. person <laughs> Yeah. I, it, I I can absolutely see this unfolding the way you're talking. Like, oh my god, like this is gonna be the next Garden State or whatever, and they I, just missed on every possible. Yeah, level. no, like, like this is yeah. this is like uh, everybody who who loves um, Raymond. Uh, <laughs> loves <laughs> Raymond and Woody Allen and all of this all yeah. of this um, fifth centibite stuff, uh, <laughs> New York City. Uh-huh. Um, everybody who who was born and raised in the fifth centibite, like, is thinking like, oh yeah, this is Five the way. He... Burrows, it checks out. Yeah, yeah Wait, exactly. they they were like Staten Island, take a break. Fifth centibite, get on over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 this whole miasma of like how at least I find art from like the twenty tens coming out of New York City. Yeah. Yeah. is like oh yeah like we're we're like oh we're so quirky and interesting in our own right and like a, a more successful version of this is girls right like there are things that did this thing and everybody kind of just went like if you're not part of that new york thing like i don't think anybody cares like you just all sound pretentious and horrible like yeah garbage, so like you know? i find i found this an incredibly frustrating movie because it was both boring and confusing and mm-hmm. also like I just don't give a shit about anything that happens yep. in the fifth Cenobite. And <laughs> it's apparently has zero cultural footprint. So yes, just indeed. It's Inter- yeah, in- not, interesting. Yeah. I have some money notes about this. Um, mm. Yeah. Hit yeah. it. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's get right into the dirty deed. Unless Zach, <laughs> you have circle. something else to say. We but. can circle I, back. I, I, I have a couple. Yeah. Let's, let's go with money first though. Cause oh, it, it's a, okay. uh, I saw this too. It's a, uh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. To, to say the least um so i spent a while trying to find any kind of money on this movie um mm-hmm. the box office uh in four theaters mm. for four weeks mm. <laughs> where, where, what city do you think those theaters were in by the way yeah. is it the fifth centibite uh, los angeles <laughs> no no <laughs> it was thirteen thousand and ninety three for the box office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was reported in twenty twelve, which is notably a year after this movie came out. So oh boy, yeah, and so like I, I I tried to dig a little deeper, um, and like just the numbers don't exist. They're yep. they're they're not available not, to the public. Yeah. So it made thirteen thousand dollars. And was in four theaters for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Now I know that there's a whole big thing of like mid-budget movies don't exist anymore, but they yeah. do exist in the sense of 
giant corporations making them for tax write-off purposes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is falls in that camp. Uh, I, I think this was a little before that that phenomenon mm-hmm. happened. Also, yeah. I think a lot of those tax write-off movies literally just don't come out. Or maybe I guess they push them to Netflix or something. But yeah, yeah, or like it's just Steven Seagal driving around in a BMW <laughs> or something. Like yeah, that. or an El Camino. I am Russian now. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. Steven, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, Steven, you're working with Moss Film? Interesting. <laughs> huh. I don't know, I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a few. Um, God, early on is, in the movie. It's just insane, because I can't find any budget. Oh, so, no, like, yeah. it made $13,000, but it had Peter Fonda in it. How much do you yeah. think Peter Fonda and, no. cost? Also, in that Michael time, C. Really Hall, was a get out of Michael C. Hall, Dexter, fourteen thousand dollars. Dexter was either still going on or just finished. Like, no, he was a yeah, super. Mike, Mike C. Lou Hall was super big. Lucy Liu was big. Yeah. Brie Larson was nascent, but still could probably yeah. charge a little bit of money. Yeah, people don't do movies for free, but precisely yeah, yeah. baffling. Yeah, um, um, yeah, I some uh, choice moments early on. Uh, so Brie Larson like sneaks out of the house. Dexter keeps calling Peter Fonda daddy and then correcting himself and saying <laughs> it's Danny, but he calls him daddy this entire fucking movie. Yeah, and it's gross. And everybody catches him doing it and goes, Did "You just call him daddy?" And he goes, "No." And it's like I, 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 his it's name. Like, my roommate's name is Danny. Yeah. Well, it's either the roommate or he plays the, oh, I'm taking care of my dad because it's, uh, you know, I'm being cool. No, you're just living for Right, he's trying to hide that he lives with his father. Yeah, indeed. And Um, gets all of his money from his father and everything. Right. Brie Larson is ushered out before daddy gets home. And then Peter Fonda says he saw her on the stairs and he talks about seeing her, quote, womanhood. And I immediately forgot what sex was as a concept. I just... (laughs) the fucking grossest thing i've ever yeah. heard in my entire yeah. goddamn the way life. that Pete, peter fonda says that and then he's also like oh yeah i smelled her yeah and then like winks oh, no. like like not her but like the womanhood and i was oh my god like it's horrendous mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and um, and michael c hall plays it off as being like oh how, yeah. how awkward yeah, it's supposed to be Don't it's supposed to be the like oh the 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 weird older character you know, yeah you know, except yeah. like it shouldn't have been in the movie Correct. nobody yeah, should gross and upset every... the, the movie shouldn't have been in the movie yeah yeah <laughs> Jesus um Christ. another one seth you were you brought up the point that uh this person doesn't know how to write uh humans um uh-huh. lucy Liu at one point asks dexter i think at their first meeting um and i quote do you eat that mexican stuff um tomatoes it comes in a bottle you know and then Dexter says, salsa? And she goes, yeah, salsa. Is, yeah. is there a fucking human on earth that doesn't know the word for salsa? <laughs> like, that's not irreverent. That's insane. Especially in the fifth Cenobite. Like, <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's perfectly, oh, Jesus. Ugh, it's, it's, it's so, it's so baffling. Everybody yeah. writing. Like, so the actors are doing their goddamn best. But this, yeah. this writing yeah. is, is trash garbage. It really is. Speaking of which, uh, my final point. This um, this movie did win a bunch of awards, though. So my God. Did it really? Oh, okay. Well, no, the writer, start. the writer won a bunch of awards for a short story. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I'm okay with that. Cares. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that that could be fine. Uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah he, he won like O. Henry and uh, huh? and and yeah. like like I said, Zadie Smith and and David Eggers. It's a pretty good candy bar. Eggers, yeah. That'd be nice. I would I would take one. Hey, <laughs> okay. 
Um, I thought the most on the nose uh, dialogue or monologue even um, at the end, uh, there's a quote like the literal end of the movie. It says, what's important is the story, the moral. That's what lives on. And at this point in the movie, I'm saying like I'm thinking to myself, no one learns anything in this. There's no moral. Like, no one is better at the end of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. they called their own bluff. They fucking goofed it so hard. <laughs> like, he yeah. thought that that was going to be very powerful, but it's like, it works against him in every possible way. And like, it's the it's stupidest. It's like that uh, Julian Anderson, Sean Connery movie with Angelina Jolie we did years ago about, like, the the older couple and all their kids and stuff. And it's supposed to be all profound. Oh, right. the one with the wedding that, and like the whatnots. The, the yeah. whole indie setup and like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And the profound ending, you yeah. know, and yeah, it's yeah. like, it's not. I Yeah, it's just like, it, like I watched that documentary on Boondock Saints and this seems like that same kind of feel where that guy was convinced that he was the new Shakespeare. Like he uh-huh. was 100% convinced, like I am making the best art that has ever been made in the history of the universe. And it's just this movie reeks of that. It's disgusting. Right. So, so, so I have a couple of quotes from um, um, reviewers, and they're like, from the New York Times, it was like evokes forerunners as dissimilar as Moonstruck and After Hours in its incentric mix of the everyday and the surreal. More well, often, those things occur in New York City. Uh-huh. Moonstruck is written to be like a play, so it's heightened. Uh-huh. So it, more yeah. often but than not, rules? confuses eccentricity with originality. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That fucking nails it. Super yeah. Hard. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's just it's just that sort of, like, I mean, the, all the other quotes are just like that, where they're like, yeah. oh, it's, it's the, like, the book is full of whimsy and color, yeah. But without the time or space to flush out any kind of like character quirks, it yeah. just seems labored and forced. Like, it's and also of course, because like, it's short. Like, it's yeah, reasonably short. It, it's just it is. It's trash. fundamentally fundamentally interesting to fuck up eccentricity. <laughs> like yeah. by nature, it's sort of like whatever you want it to be. And this person somehow got it wrong. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just baffling how stupid this whole thing it's is. It's just yeah. so it's so like twee up its own asshole. Yeah, and yeah, like oh, I'm a 35 year old failed writer. Uh yeah. oh, this this 17 year old woman is super interested in. Me. It's just oh yeah. god, it's so frustrating, gross and weird. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do the rates. Uh, Seth, what do you think? Oh, all right. So the IMDb. Oh, we need to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the IMDb with uh, 2,600 votes. A so, baffling number given the money. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is, uh, is well, a, it made like, it made, what, 14? That's like $7 a ticket, you know, if it's an all matinees, sure. maybe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with 2,600 votes, so 5.3. Mm-hmm. Which <sighs> is disturbingly high. mediocre. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. Jeez. Uh. All right. So. Uh. For the original. Jeez. I don't know. It's. 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 Just as Zach said. It's the stupid. Uh. Uh. Garden State esque. Like. Oh, we're so witty and ironic in our in our oddities. Especially in the fifth Cenobite, which is, you know, <laughs> complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's another one. Oh, fuck. Uh, not to interrupt. Oh. You 
brought up specifically. There's a scene where Chris Messina is wearing a Western getup and drinking a 40 in a bag, sitting on a stoop. And Dexter walks up and he's like, hey, man. And then they have a whole conversation and says, like, that has never happened in real life. Yeah. Ever. I've, I've, in the history of New York City, never once has that I've happened. Never, I've never been in, like, a Western shirt with a bolo tie, yeah. sitting on a stoop, yep. drinking a 40 yeah. out, of, out of a brown paper yeah. bag. That is an insane. That is an insane. Honestly. That doesn't seem that weird to me, but go on. No, it seems not so weird in, like, a town any of us have lived in, like, sitting on somebody's porch, but, like, on a fucking stoop in New York City, in, like, Brooklyn or whatever. Where like, where, where right. people literally have to, like, move through your conversation yeah. they to get into in their the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just sent, it just seems so much, so far up its own asshole that it I, it I really couldn't... Oh god, the original, I don't know, like a like a like a like a hard one. <laughs> oh, okay, love it. I mean, the the, the actors how uh, hmm were there. They they uh, were. That's they, the only kind of confusing and they, well not even redeeming part is like I like all of those people. Yeah, like, no, I was like surpri- you want them to succeed, but this I, was not it. I was surprised by the actors that read this script and said, "Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, um, Lee, for your Saved by the Bell prequel with uh, all the, the, you know, the... the it's an in-between, it's the bridge story. Bridge to Terabithia. Your, your bridge, bridge too far, your bridge to Terabithia, your... Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't think of another bridge title. Um, regardless, if you include your Justice League-esque uh, <laughs> monster psychic sort of situation where the flash is involved that's a solid seven for me because i like that story if Eight, you okay. don't include okay. that it's why a, wouldn't I? it's a four <laughs> so like hey hey lee which one which me, one do you want to go with you're gonna give me a four yeah the, flash, the fucking the I, flash, <laughs> the flash is you, in it you man. killed our friend lee so god damn it i'm i'm just trying to force your hand into what i desire uh mm-hmm. sure yeah Zach. <laughs> yeah tell me some numbers yeah sure enough uh man i was gonna go two and i felt like that was scathing but with seth one uh, <laughs> Yeah, this movie is horrendous. Um, it's so boring. God damn. It's, it's that it's that level of like both boring and irritating that like defies logic. Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go a one point one just to mm-hmm. be contrary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee, your movie, I mean, I big say by the bell guy. Also, you took a real swing, like uh, things for Again, I said earlier, like, no one, but it's actually a lot of people, turns out. Uh, so Everyone yeah, but in. me. Also, like... Well, once the Flash showed up. Yeah, once always... the Flash shows up, sh- right. shit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not in my zeitgeist, but uh, we can pick our own adventure. It's fine. Um, I uh, really... This is real Goosebumps Carnival of Terror, or whatever the <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. it was called. TikTok, um... you're dead. You know that was a good to work. There's a pretty good chance that there's one called Carnival. <laughs> oh, there's like six or seven. I know. was referencing specifically the Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps novels. Mm. Okay. Of which I think there was one that had an alligator on the cover and oh. Hollow, and then there was also TikTok oh. You're Dead, and that's the one I read. Is about a clock okay. tower where you died <laughs> constantly. Yeah. 
I do kind of remember that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lee, I, you tapped into a thing. I got, it, I got an autograph from Tim Jacobus, the illustrator of Goosebumps. I was going to say, that's not R.L. Stein. Okay. <laughs> sure. sure. Um, His name was Rim Labermall. It's almost all the letters in Final Wheel of Fortune. That's... Oh, yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee, you very correctly tapped into the. No, it dark is all the letters. Side. No, there's no I. But R S T L N E. There's no I. Oh, yeah. I, I meant that his name has all the letters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, superset. Yeah, yeah. Got um, it. Got, I, we're on the same page. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you tapped into the dark side of uh, Saber the Bell, which was omnipresent, and I feel like everybody now, like that we're of age, kind of realized. Like, well, how... I mean, there was that whole YouTube series. Oh, oh yeah. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was good. I mean, it I, makes sense. I think sense, it was yeah. a, um, was it a funny or die thing? I think so. Yeah. They would break down an episode of, uh, where, where I can't you don't know this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> they would break down an episode and like show you like how he was a person. literal monster. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sociopath for sure. So yeah, you, you tapped into that whole thing, which is great. Um, also just the history lesson was fun. Um, I'm going to go full nine, two. Let's do it. Hey, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Not bad. I really liked it. Uh, yeah. It, nostalgia too. Like we are that generation for the nineties. Nostalgia. So. You two are. I'm, I, I'm showing up for that for sure. Yeah. Cool. Thank uh, you. yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so Plus the flash is there. We, we Plus the flash <laughs> is there. So it's like I'm really interesting for me. Maybe, maybe green lantern is there just like a sort of a foil. Uh, um, you know, somebody fresh. needs to give him, somebody needs to give the green lantern another shake. People didn't like that movie. I thought it was fine, but like, mm. I don't know. I think it's so effects heavy that they're scared to, to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of, it necess- like it, it kind of has to be given, mm-hmm. you know, Sure. Of course, they can also just not do an origin and drop you in, and it would probably. Yeah, I'd be. God damn. Just, just here's, here's, here's my take on hero movies. I don't care about origins. I never have. (laughs) In this regard, ain't got time for it. (laughs) Like, well, no, because the origins exist, but there are so many more interesting stories that you can do. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. After a person knows who the fuck they are. Origin so, is a cash grab most of the time. For sure. yeah, yeah, and I'm so tired of it. Like I like DC has only done origins since they started a cinematic universe. So yeah, yeah, mm. it's true. Anyway, because none of their movies are successful enough for sequels. But... Yeah, it's mostly that. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if they just made a good goddamn movie for once, then the they're doing can... Flashpoint. Settle down. I like oh! the Suicide Squad ones. The Suicide Squad uh, ones, Suicide are, ones are good. Actually, <laughs> the most recent one was fine. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. it. I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Birds of Prey was great. Birds of, Bird of Prey was great. Was great. Also, yeah. thought it was just yeah. All right, pretty good. Yeah. So okay. they're 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 ones where they're doing a better job it's rare yeah. though it's no man of steel let's be honest uh yeah so uh didn't see that one no correctly I think. yeah exactly <laughs> it's trash um we didn't pick a movie for me next uh Uh-oh. but oh, fuck here fuck. we go i'm just gonna impose this on you fucks legends of the fall is it that time? Okay. Oh, okay. no. Yeah. I figured that would be the response. It's right. got a great cast. Yeah, it has a banger sure. of a cast. Sure. I just don't want to fucking watch Legends of the Fall. But Yeah, like, I don't know right. anything about it. I think it's quite long. Am I wrong? Or Probably. Okay. Ish. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll give you this little hint about it. 
uh, all the daughters on uh, uh, Step by Step, another '90s show that you probably wow. all watched. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the daughters on Step by Step were obsessed with Legends of the Fall. Oh, I thought you were gonna say in Legends. I was like, that's impossible. Okay, yeah. you know, it's it's <laughs> it's not that long. Like it's long, but it's not that long. So. Okay, okay. Well, that's what we're fucking doing. So, well, uh, it has a banger of a cast, so get ready. So I've heard. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Great stuff. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So no funny ending this week because we didn't think of one. No. Oh. <laughs>